Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. We want to take a minute and give credit to one of our sponsors of the show, Her2 Beauty Bar. They specialize in all-natural skincare, all-natural ingredients, which includes sensual body butters, cleansing soap milk, exfoliating sugar scrubs, facial aloe skin products, and argan hair care. Go to MySkinCareNatural.com to shop for your natural skincare needs. Now, back to the show. Hello, good morning, happy Friday. Good morning, happy Friday to you too. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, It was good. Same here. Same here. And I hope all of you guys had a great Thanksgiving as well and was safe and happy and, um, and you know, had a good time. So we're doing our, pa- our podcast a little early this week because um, both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, of course, was only for, on for three days this week, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday here in the U.S. And then, of course, yesterday and also today, they're playing older reruns. So um, if you're into the vintage stuff, go over there and check it out uh, today. But we're just going to recap what we have for um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where both Keisha and I recap the previous week of, again, both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Yep, yep. All right. So um, I know we had a little bit of content. It's it's not going to be as long as our usual show because, of course, we only have three days of con- content to review. But still, it was, uh, especially on Bold, it was pretty interesting yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah, and really, on, uh, I would say on Young and the Restless, Mm-hmm. It was three days. There were several, several different little storylines going on. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. And um, guys, normally what we do is we'll start with the young and the restless first in the first half of the show and give our thoughts and commentary. And then in the second half of the show, we do the bold and the beautiful. So that's normally how that works. And then at the end, we do have... Um, the flip the script segment, which basically if there's a storyline that you wish you could change into a certain um, different direction, then that's where we do that at. So sometimes we'll have both, one for each show, sometimes one. And I think, Keisha, I don't think you had any last week at all, right? Mm-mm, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I just wanted to bring that up just in case we got any new folks here who um, you know, is new to the podcast, but, and if you are welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. All right. So let's, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. So which storyline did you want to start with on the young and restless? Um, how about we start with, I guess let's just start with, um, Adam. Okay. Adam and so, his, 
Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Adam and his what? I was just going to say Adam and his locked up in his uh, in the mental institution. Thanks to Victor. Oh, Sharon. my God. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit because there is mixed reviews in uh, what I'm seeing on social media platforms mm-hmm. in regards to whether Victor should have done that or whether he should have not done that and was not his place to do so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on that first? So I guess if we're going to look at this um, from a reality standpoint, uh-huh. um, let's say this was something that happened in real life. Mm-hmm. You find out that your kid tried to have you, or um, not kid, like he's a child, but um, that you're you know, your son tried to have you killed or was planning to have you killed. Um, I mean, in real life, I would say that's probably enough to, I mean, if you're not, if you're not going to jail for attempted, for an attempted um, murder, which I guess I don't even know if you could call it attempted because he didn't completely go through with it, <clears throat> through this since someone shot at him. Um but I think if I had found something like that out, I would be concerned about their mental health and um, maybe having them committed to a hospital would be a good idea. But in soap world, it doesn't, I, I don't know, I guess I feel like people in the soaps attempt to kill each other. Like there's always something going on every other month where somebody is about to die. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe they're, I don't know if they were trying to be I guess realistic about it or if this is just a um I'm this is how I'm gonna get back at him. I don't know. But well you can see okay. Victor struggling with it though. Yeah, see, okay, so knowing how and you know, I've worked in those places before, I mean you have to and on because you gave the real side versus the soap side. So on, I just my my whole philosophy with that is to um, I think Adam know what the issue is and is how toxic his family is and that's why at the end before all of this happened he like you know what it's just best for me to get away from them because if you think about it the way that the storyline was written when he went off to Vegas he was just living his life he wasn't trying to come after nobody he wasn't trying to kill anybody. He was just out there, you know, doing some gambling and living his life. The moment he gets back into the world of Genoa City, it's, it's just a, a toxic environment. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that Adam tends to react to everything that's coming to him. So, I mean, and I've said this before, I mean, it's one thing if, he purposely just said, you know what? They haven't done anything to me. I just don't like them and I'm coming after them. Usually the reason that he's striking is because of some things that he feel about them. So his best bet is to remove himself from the equation. Now, do I think he need help to deal with the 11 year old thing? Yeah. He needs a independent counselor. No, he don't need Sharon. Mm-hmm. He needs to go to maybe an outpatient and say, hey, I need to deal with the fact that this is what happened. You know, I killed this man. What is this? How should I feel about this? Yeah. 
And I, I just think that Victor saying, you know what, nah, I'm just going to have you committed. I, I just, I don't know how to feel about that. And there are some folks in the group who's like, yeah, yeah, he should have. She, he should have. And then there's other folks in the group that was like, that was, let him, you know, he was about to leave town. Mm-hmm. He needs to get away from y'all. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I guess it depends on where, you know, where you stand when when it comes to that. Usually when when Adam is in General City, mm-hmm. it's always issues. If he's away from them, he's calm, he's relaxed, he's doing his own thing. Nobody's telling him what to do. Nobody's controlling him. Nobody is jealous of him. Nobody is mad at him. Because everybody in GC is mad about something about him. Yeah. You so know? really what he should have done is when um, Chelsea initially wanted to leave town months ago, yep. he should have left months ago instead of trying to stick around and and plot some whatever his next little move or scheme was. Yeah. And now that he didn't got caught up in something, you know, it was too late. Him trying to leave town was too late. And I mean, to ago. me, you know, uh, uh, he told Victor the day, to, you know, and I don't know if this is kind of cutting into the previous week, but the conversation that Victor and Adam had, you know, Adam told him, you know what, I didn't go through with it. And that's what everybody is not noticing with this thing. He had a little sense of consciousness to say, nah, I ain't going to do this. You know what? Mm-mm. Nope. And that then, wouldn't be enough for me, though. Honestly, like, if that was my if that was my sibling or, you know, whatever, I don't have kids. So let's say it was my sibling that said that to me. You went all the way up to the point of putting the actual bomb in the building and you set the timer. Yeah. So to me, you you don't you don't get any points for saying I didn't go through with it. I'm sorry <laughs> that you don't score any points. You know what? I actually thought about, and my my oldest was in you know the other room, and to see the way that Victor did that and to throw his son, you know, and you can hear him wrestling with the people outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I don't think I could do that to my kids. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's just me, you know, and listen, I mean, there's times where, I mean, you know, my oldest needed to see a therapist and she chose to do that on her own for her own reasons. But for me to say, you know what, I'm going to throw you into an, in a mental institution. I don't know if I could do that. I don't yeah. know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends on the, the, um, I don't the level of, I guess, I don't want to say craziness, but the level of of help, mm. uh, uh, um, like the the level of the problem. So, mm-hmm. like, I could see it being, um, I don't know, you got in a fist fight with, you, you can, I don't know, you're 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 abusive or something like that. Okay that would be a less we need to go talk to a therapist and we know Victor has all kinds of resources so Victor probably could have blackmailed him into either you go talk to this therapist or I'm going to do this instead of putting him in a mental hospital um but 
And again, it's a soap world versus real world. And I guess right, I just keep right, going right. back to the real world part of it. But you, you plotting to blow up an entire building is not, let's go talk to a therapist. And I guess it, it bothers me a little bit because Victor got bodies on his hands Mm -hmm. and you, nobody ever thought to do an intervention with you and throw you into a mental institution. They should have. I mean, they should have, (laughs) but they didn't. And for him to say, oh yeah, you need to go, but then you stand above, I just, I guess maybe it's the source of it all. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, of course I'm not a Victor Newman fan. And the thing is how he did it. You know, mm-hmm. you show up at the dude's door and he's telling you, you know, you ain't got to worry about me. The Wilsons are going to be just fine. My best bet is just to get away from you and everybody in this town because being here is toxic. Mm-hmm. Adam was the most lucid in that moment mm-hmm. because he realized at that point, you know what, this is my, this is what triggers me. I got to get out of here and and remove myself away from toxic these toxic people and so instead of saying you know victor is like no you're gonna do it my way at the highway and you're gonna always be my son i don't care what you think Mm, yeah okay fine but you know the thing is he made a stand to say no i'm (coughs) gonna do what i want to do but then he then turned around get a court order behind his back that's the other part of this thing and you show up saying, uh, no, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And guess what? You're going to go out kicking and screaming. I just don't like how that was set up. Yeah, that part, of that was, part was was bad. I mean, at least with Steffi, when she was going through the whole pills thing, mm-hmm. they went round and round with her until she was finally convinced. They didn't have to drag her out kicking and screaming to go mm-hmm. and get help. And I just think that maybe that way would have been better. Or if he said, okay, if you're going to leave town, don't never come back here. But again, we also got to think this is a soap world and Mark Grossman is not leaving the show. So how right. else can you get around that? Yeah. So I just thought that the way that I just wanted to bring that up for some conversation between me and you and get your thoughts and talk about it because that's been a big thing um, at the end of last week and the beginning of this week about the fans being split down the middle on that whole thing so yeah yeah but uh, he really messed himself up when he started seeing his 11 year old self and talking to his 11 year old self while Victor was in the room yeah he did I was like, okay, it's a wrap now. Yeah. You you about to back yourself in the corner for real. Yeah. yeah I it's, was it's like, to see him like that though. Like like the way they had him strapped down to the bed and he lo- looks like he's barely conscious. Yeah, and the other thing is that Victor won't tell Chelsea where he is. It's like, no, I'm going to control the entire situation, you know. But then he's broadcasting to Vic, to Victoria and to Nikki and to Nick. And Billy knows about it. And they're looking like, oh, okay. Because it was interesting that when Victoria heard about it, because she's always been against her father protecting Adam. Mm-hmm. And the moment that Victor said that he put him in a mental institution, she was like, oh, really, Dad? Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, now your opinion 
That's because uh, that's because Adam is just basically out of the picture, right? Has no control over his life, so that's why she don't. That's why she had that. You know, it wasn't the reaction of "there you go, protecting him again." It's the reaction of "oh, you got him locked up in some way." Mm-hmm. And then she was actually sold on that until Billy came up in there and said, you, you, are, you can't believe your father. Maybe he's putting him in there to protect him. Maybe he did this. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's why he the needs two to of leave them are General gonna, City. Yeah, the two of them are going to go back and forth between who's responsible for that until they find out who really did it. Because Chelsea's pointing the finger at but I think Chelsea, was it Chelsea? No, maybe it was Adam that brought Billy's name up. But mm-hmm. they're both pointing the finger at Billy because Billy hates him and Billy is pointing the finger at Adam for stealing, you know, for the reason why his gun is missing. So they're both both sides of that party are gonna blame each other. It's, that's their first their first stop is to blame each other for those kind of things. Because I think Victoria was completely sold on the idea of Adam not being the issue of behind the gun situation until mm-hmm. Billy started recreating a whole new story about the fact that yeah he had himself shot and all of this I I just can't see that because he was going over there to look for Chelsea mm-hmm. if we you know if we can recollect that he was going over there to look for Chelsea not to say okay let me put myself in a position so I can get shot he didn't know Chance was going to be following him yeah. you know so I mean honestly I, I thought about what you said last week about the fact that this is more than likely Alyssa. Yeah, this has to be um, an, an outside an outside source that that did this. I don't think it was anybody that's in the main um cast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And and they're and they're easily able to lose an Alyssa character because she's not a main picture of the show. So if right. she get in trouble or get caught you know, and they take her off to jail, she'll just leave the show and that character probably will never come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's very, um, that character is dispensable at this point. So, yeah, I could see that they would definitely, you know, use her as the person that's doing this. So, and, and I thought about it after that last week when you said, oh, no, I think that's Alyssa. Because I had brought up Faith. But mm-hmm. after looking at this past couple of days, no, nah, it's not Faith. <laughs> yeah, she ain't smart enough to do all to put all that together. No, no, Mm-mm. nope. And I mean, the thing is, there would be, um, she would definitely have cause to do that because she got, you know, she's mad at Adam, and then mm-hmm. she got caught up in this mess with Billy that Victor had her leave town and all of this type of stuff. You know, I don't, so it'll hopefully, it'll play out soon. They don't drag this out for a month or two. Yeah. Because, you know, Young the Restless is notorious for doing that. Yeah, they are. (laughs) You know, at least on Bold, you get to the final quick. You know what I mean? Or where the end game is quicker than you do on the Young and the Restless, so. Right. All right, so. How how about Chelsea's Mm -hmm. reaction to Sharon? So, her reaction to Sharon and her reaction to Victor, what did you think about that? Because she had two, to, in my opinion, her reactions when talking to both of them were, were different. Um, okay, so 
I just went so much going on this week, girl. I'm trying to remember <laughs> pieces because I was so busy yesterday. Um, okay, so with um, okay, what I remember her going off on Sharon is the fact that she said basically you just trying to keep him around. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, okay, let's let's piecemeal that. Let's before we get to her responses to that. Let me ask you, what do you think about um, Sharon's intent? Do you think that she's actually genuinely concerned about Adam and that she realized that he is going off the deep end? Or do you think there's something underlying with why she decided to do that? Um, I, I think she I think she's concerned because like mm-hmm. Sharon isn't she's not the type of character that she's not a selfish person. So I don't see her I don't see her agreeing to do that for the the simple for the simple fact of keeping Adam in town. Okay. Especially especially since she's trying to marry Gray and she knows that, you know, Adam was an issue in their relationship before, if anything, um, if she knew that he was leaving town, she would have you know, if it if it had anything to do with her feelings for for him or the way she you know knows the effect that, she, that he has on the relationships that she's in she would have let him go so that's why I don't think it had anything to do with her being her being jealous of Chelsea or which why would she she didn't have a reason to be jealous of Chelsea she already knows that Adam pretty much is in love with her and she could have had Adam if she wanted to and she didn't take that chance with Adam she already she told Adam I'm marrying Ray um, this isn't going to happen, basically. So, I think her, I think her reasons behind it was genuine. I don't think it had anything to do with her being jealous or her trying to keep Adam there. Um, I just wish that she mm-hmm. had not involved herself in it. Which that's I wish she my, hadn't uh, either. Yeah, that's but I think the script later. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah I'll let you save that part for later. Um, but I guess she was half-hearted on the decision and I Mm -hmm. know partially because of I guess partially because of the fact that she know what his response was going to be and at the same time like Sharon said I mean like Adam said you were once in this situation and I helped you out I mean honestly Mm -hmm. When he said that, I'm like, dang, you know, he was right. I mean, this girl burnt down the whole Newman Ranch. It was kleptomaniac mm-hmm. and everything else. And Adam was there to help her pick up the pieces instead of throwing her under the bus like the rest of the Newmans and everybody else wanted to do at that time period. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that he put Sharon off in a separate space while he was still married with Chelsea. Remember that? Yeah, but dude, so... Is that was that was that a good idea though? Are you being an enabler? I'm not saying that that's that? A, oh no, I'm not saying that he should have did the part of the bringing her on to giving her. A, I, I guess it was how it was handled because mm-hmm. obviously she came out as a better person after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, by him giving her being her only ally because everybody turned against her Nick the Newmans Phyllis was never her friends her kids you know well Mariah wasn't on the scene at the time but Noah 
you know, was thinking that, you know, she was off the deep end. You know, she had nobody. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Adam was the only one there to help her pick up the pieces of all of that so she can get back on track. And he didn't say, okay, you know what, let me just, you know, disown you or maybe you should be put in some place. He helped her try to figure out why these things was happening and get her back on track and she was working well. Granted, in the flip side of this, I just think that she shouldn't have been a part of this. And Victor should have, she should have told Victor, you know what, you know a lot of therapists. Mm -hmm. Go contact one of them you know, let them let him evaluate him or whatever, and let I'm not signing on. I don't want to be a part of this. I just mm-hmm. think she should have stayed neutral, especially knowing where she came from when it came to Adam. Yeah, you know, because it makes her, it puts her in a situation. I won't say a conflict, but it's like, okay, he did all this for me to get me back on track. And my, my thanks in the end of this is to sign it, get in bed with Victor and signing his to, to do his bidding mm-hmm. to get him in institutionalized. I would have been like, you know what, Victor, take that somewhere else. I don't want to be in the middle of that. I got too much going on. I just got through with breast cancer treatment. I got a daughter that I got to figure out what's going on. I'm getting married. I don't want any part of it. Yeah, That's what she should have did. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it wouldn't have been, you know, at least with some neutral, objective therapist, psychologist that could have signed off. I mean, he was able to go to the courts and get somebody to sign off on it. Go find some neutral therapist to get to sign off on this. And then it might have would have been, you know, a little bit different. But, yeah, their friendship, I would be a bit surprised. They're done. <laughs> I think he initially. Uh huh. I think initially he's gonna be pissed off, but I don't think he'll ever be done with Sharon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think because I think what's gonna end up happening is, um, even you know with the way Victor did this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have two different two different versions of what may happen. Chelsea is gonna either find a way to get him out. Hmm. But if she does that, if they're not leaving the show, then I well, I mean, they could it, still it, play it off. How much how they could create a scene that they're living in another town, just like they had the ranch. I mean, not the ranch, the farm. You know, because mm-hmm. that he don't, he can still leave town, but they can have a set that he's somewhere else, like they had the set or he was in Vegas or whatever. Yeah, but that's not gonna last long. He's well, the only way to Genoa that... City. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they could make it where, yeah, he gets back. He gets away. He's living privately somewhere else near Connor. And then Victor is like, oh, my God, we got to find him. And they, that that brings on this long, ongoing search of where they are, which still could create some content. You know, I don't know. It's going to be yeah, interesting just... to see where they go with that. But getting back to your question about, Chelsea and her response to the both of them being different yeah you know I mean she was pissed at both of them you know she had different things to say because she was mad about uh, Sharon trying to keep him close and then at Victor mm-hmm. you know how could you do this to your son so what are your thoughts what do you see 
I felt like she was easier on Victor than she was on Sharon. That's how I saw it. Because um, mm-hmm. like, her entire conversation with Sharon was um, basically it surrounded you're jealous. You're just jealous because mm-hmm. me and Adam were leaving together. You're jealous because you want Adam for yourself and you just couldn't let him go to make, you know, for him to be happy. Um, Like she was just she was spitting fire at Sharon. And then when it came to Victor, yes, yeah, she was pissed off at Victor, but it was more so uh, she's, she was begging Victor to tell her where Adam was. And she was, to me, she was more, um, um, I don't know. She was more, I guess, civil towards Victor mm-hmm. than she was with Sharon. Like maybe she was more, I don't want to say on the understanding side. I don't know how to describe it. I just felt like her approach to Victor was a lot softer than her approach with Sharon was. Gotcha. And um, I, I mm-hmm. felt like it should have been equal or at least more towards Victor than Sharon because Victor was the one who came up with the whole idea, who put the whole plan into motion. And although, yes, Sharon did um, you know, sign off on it, but this was all Victor. And yeah, it was definitely all Victor. So I felt like she was I felt I felt like she went easier on Victor than she did on Sharon, which I think has to do with her knowing how Adam feels about Sharon. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sharon is jealous. I think Chelsea is jealous of Sharon. Yeah, more than likely she is. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean but Adam brought that on himself. I mean, I, who Joe? Even if he was trying to stick it to Ray a few weeks ago about <clears throat> I could have your wife, all that nonsense he was talking about, and he really mm-hmm. didn't mean it. Yeah, dude, that's the wrong thing to do. You know, yeah. I mean, if you want to throw jabs at Ray, he, there's a million other things you could have used except Sharon. Right. But he knew that that was going to hurt Sharon. I mean, hurt Ray in the process because it made it look like he was coming for his wife or his fiance. Mm-hmm. And in the which, process, of course, Chelsea overheard him talking about it. I mean, which really he he did for a moment. Mm-hmm. Right before this was right before Sharon sent mentioned marriage to Ray. Mm-hmm. Remember when they were at when they were at the coffee house and he was talking to her about how. <clears throat> they should be together. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't think that that whole thing was a, an act like he, you know, pre- pretended it to be when he was talking to Chelsea. It was because you just weeks before that were, you were in Sharon's face saying that you wanted to be with her when, you know, things first started falling apart with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that is true. So I honestly think they dropped the ball on that. I wish they had cleaned Adam up a little bit and put Sharon with him, especially since Sharon Case and Mark Grossman is a couple anyway. Mm-hmm. And so they would have definitely had some great on-screen sessions. Um, at least I think. Because I always thought that they were a good-looking couple together, and I still don't forget about mm-hmm. the last scene that they had last year around this time where, you know, they was at his place before him and Chelsea got back together. So I wish, yeah, yeah I that agree. was hot. I wish they would have done yeah, that. Yeah, that was hot. I'm like, especially because 
I've always just I've always felt like Chelsea when it comes to Adam. I think I've said this before. I've always felt like she was just she was an enabler mm-hmm. with him. She she doesn't um I don't want to say put him in his place, but like I feel like Sharon tries to talk sense into him, whereas Chelsea um kind of what's the word for it why can I think of words while I'm on this podcast <laughs> it's early <laughs> I feel like I, yeah I feel like Chelsea like eggs him, eggs him on I, I'm pretty sure I've said this mm-hmm. before and then the moment things some things happen that she doesn't agree with and that don't go her way she's trying to talk him out of it and it's like you can't have it both ways you either talk him out of it from the beginning and don't even go down that road with him or you stick with him all the way through whatever, you know, mess he's trying to start. Yeah. And that's where that's where their relationship soured is the minute that she didn't agree, the minute she wasn't happy with how plans were going because, you know, he wanted to keep her out of some of the things that he was doing to protect mm-hmm. her. She wants to to revert back to the you have to let this go. You can't you can't um you know, be on this revenge train for the rest of your life, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you were just encouraging him to take revenge on his family. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't, that's that's one of the reasons I don't like him. Um, honestly, you know, looking at some of the conversations in, you know, the social media platforms around Chelsea character, they really don't even there's some people that don't like the character not Melissa Claire Egan I mean mm-hmm. she's a great actress but the character itself in re- in regards to being in General City they a lot of folks was like why did you even bring her back I like her there I just you don't know like her with um, him. yeah I mean the thing is is that I didn't like her with Nick either I, I and maybe it was because all of the you know the condescending all the infighting, well, I guess what I'm sick of that, the you know, the writers are focusing around is all this infighting going on with Adam. I'm, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. seeing what's going to happen with, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too, with Sally and her trying to figure out a way to get to JCV. Or like we got the storyline with um, Theo and, you know, him trying to go up against the settlement. Give us a break from all of the mm-hmm. GC characters circling like vultures around Adam. I'm just so over it. I mean, if you're going to do something with Adam, mm-hmm. clean him up, send him away, do something. But just, I, I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over it. I just need, you know, figure out what you're going to do with Adam. Figure out this mystery of who shot Chance. Okay, I get that. But this Billy, this Victoria, you know, this whole thing with Chance. I'm just, I'm just over, I'm over it. Uh, I look yeah. forward to seeing, like, okay, what's Sally gonna do? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. all right, are we done with them, or did you have any more else on them? No, okay, I'm done with that storyline. <laughs> I'm done with that storyline. <laughs> yeah, girl, we spent 35 <laughs> minutes on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Okay, so the other thing is that I was just speaking about is that Theo served the uh, Abbott family with papers suing for um, Dina's estate. 
do yeah. you think he got a leg to stand on? Absolutely well, not. I don't why even they know. even writing this? <laughs> but it's interesting. Because yeah, we all know yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to make him a laughing stock out of town. I don't know how they're going to have Tyler Johnson leave out of the Theo character. That's going to be interesting. But obviously got something to do with this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're... The only way he would have a leg to stand on is if he concocted some false documents somewhere that allude to his dad getting her estate. Mm, that's because true. Other than that, like other than that, we're, like what are you what do you have to prove your case or to back up your claim to her estate? You don't have anything. Front, they, they never knew you existed. She had a will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and she had a will, and her will mentioned nothing about your father getting her entire estate. She had specific things lined up. So I don't, I don't understand. I don't get what they're going. The with only this. thing that I can think of, because remember we have Graham, that was a big part of her life toward the end of her life. It wouldn't behoove mm-hmm. me. Oh, it wouldn't get past me is if Kyle could have gotten contact <laughs> or even Brittany talked to Graham some kind of way and they finagle this thing because ordinarily if we just go by what we see in this past couple of weeks, it'd be like, you're going to be laughed out of court. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. obviously they're going to throw something in here. You know, yeah. whether it's, you know, Kyle got in touch with Graham and like, hey, you know, well, you know, you were with my grandmother before coming back to General City. Is there a piece of this? And Graham was a thief himself. You know what I'm saying? He was crooked. So who's to say Kyle won't go in cahoots with him because who knows? Graham didn't get a penny. Right? To say, you know what? Let's figure out mm-hmm. a way to do this. I don't know. I'm just making up something. But I mean, it's possible because why would the writers even go there with this if yeah, I, I don't see Kyle doing that. Kyle? But, I, yeah, I don't see Kyle doing Because why would he think that? I don't think any of them. You mean Theo, right? Would have even. You, oh, you said. Oh, you I'm were sorry. Kyle, so I, I thought mean, you were saying Theo would work Kyle. well together with. No, not Kyle. Theo would work with oh, Graham. Okay. I, I'm sorry if I said yeah, that, guys. Okay. That makes more sense. No, you're fine. I was I was thinking maybe you're thinking Kyle was trying to make sure that there wasn't anything. Oh no no no! I was I was trying to say (laughs) yes. It's still early. It's like eight (laughs) thirty here. Um, But anywho, no, I'm usually a morning person. I just that was just a slip of the tongue. Thanks for clearing that up for me. But yeah, Theo because Graham was a crook and Theo is an opportunist. Mm -hmm. He could easily say, "Hey, you know." Graham was the one that knew my grandmother before she came back. Let me get in touch with him and see what we can put together because more than likely Graham didn't get anything either from the way the will looked. So who's not, who's to say that the writers won't throw yeah. that piece of a storyline in it? Because other than that, he has no leg to stand on. You got a, a solid will that says you get a pen. That's it. Yep. So... Yeah, 
yeah, this will be, it'll be very interesting. And I, I wonder, well, I, I guess if she, if he's so for the whole state, then he probably served, um, uh, Tracy Ashley mm-hmm. and Tracy, who are, who have both been, you know, very nice to him. Yeah. I, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Do you think the turning point was when Theo saw the, um, what was that thing called? The heart emblem thing, the love of something. I forgot the name of that thing. Broken up. Yeah, the little jewel broken up to pieces of the family and he didn't get one. Because I'm wondering if no, I'm wondering if Jack had broke him off a little piece and gave him something to say, here, there's a little piece for you, for your grandmother. Would that would have helped the case? For him, no, I don't think it would have. I think he still would have been salty about the pen, about it only being a pen that she left in that wheel. Okay. I think even if I think even if that little jewel didn't exist and it, they just you know it was just straight to the Dina's wheel, and he saw that all he got was that pen. I think he still would have been salty. Because I mean, he didn't. He was invited to that will reading so I mean if there was no pen you know the thing is he still saw because his facial reactions I'm not going to ever forget that when he looked around that that room and you know he saw the cufflinks the necklace the earrings all the same color and he's like dang what happened to me at least you could have get but still I still have the same I still have the same thought process behind this is that was given to Dina by their father not by your father so uh, to me he has no yeah that was a John Abbott because that wasn't a gift that came from yeah yeah that Mm -hmm. came from John to her so I I think that I think regardless of I'm sure that probably fueled it but I think even if that didn't exist that he still would have been pissed off about not you know nothing being I just, left to, I, to his dad. Yeah, I also think that Jack and him handled this whole thing. They could have did it a little better because here's the other piece. If we want to go back a little bit further, is that you know this man actually had an opportunity to reveal the fact that you had another brother because you forced the issue in bringing him into the family. He actually was able to bond with Dina and spent time with her but in her last days she mm-hmm. didn't give him that opportunity the guy didn't even know that she had passed on and I just think that part was unfortunate because on a lot of, and when I posted that and I think I mentioned that on one of our previous shows last month you know they could have said hey you know she's in her last days if you want to come and have a conversation see her spend some time with her they didn't even allow Theo to do that they didn't even think about him in that moment and a yeah. lot of folks was like, well, they didn't know that she was going to die. Yeah, they did know that she was in her last days, which is why Jack was running around town trying to find that doggone necklace. Because he knew that the, her time was coming. And the, mm-hmm. during that same time period, why not slip a two-minute conversation and say, hey, Theo, you know, she's not going to be here that much longer. Why don't you come and say your goodbyes and get some time to spend with her? And they didn't do that. So 
you had that issue. He walks in, and granted, like you just said, with the necklace that was given to by John, but an explanation should have happened because all he did was looking around the room like, what the heck is this? And I mean, Jack mm-hmm. gave a half explanation. This is why, and he was hesitant, like he was scared because he knew that it was going to be a touchy situation. He didn't handle that part well. You know, now the whole thing with the ink pen that had nothing to do with Jack now because, of course, Dina put that separately in her will. But the 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 not giving him the visitation beforehand when you knew she was on her way out and then having some decent explanation like, look, this is a gift from my, my dad to her. This is why we did what we did. Mm-hmm. And then give him an opportunity instead of, you know, throwing it up in there like, well, um, we couldn't, you know, this is just for us. And, okay, he looking like, uh, okay, what does that mean? So I just think that there were some things that they did wrong in this situation. And of course, the pen didn't help, but that had nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And it just, it went, he always felt like an outsider. And Kyle didn't help either because they were always fighting. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they, they handled that the right way or should they have did something better? No, nope, I said it before. I didn't. I think that they handled it crappy. So you don't. They, you don't um, think they should have gave could have been some a little time more with that woman? No, I, I said I think they. Handled oh, crappy. It crappy! I thought you said correctly. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. no, no, no. Yeah, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't handle it right. Um, they should have taken you know Theo into consideration when the, mm-hmm. when they were all there. Um, you know, supporting Dina in her last yeah. moments. Theo should have been, he should have been allowed to be there. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that was, I don't think they were being malicious in doing that. I think they just honestly didn't even give Theo a thought. Indifference which, can you know, be worse. It doesn't than... make it better. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it better. Um, I think it was an act. I think, you know, Jack is usually the one that has, that includes Theo. And I think maybe he just had so much on his mind that. It didn't even cross his mind to call Theo and say, hey, come over. D- Dina doesn't have much longer. Um, so, yeah, they didn't. They could have done a lot better job of including yeah. Theo in that. Well, we definitely going to see how this is going to play out with them in the courts because, of course, that validates yeah. Kyle. See, I told you guys he was after blah, blah, blah. So, and I'm like, okay, whatever, Kyle. I mean, Kyle didn't help. I mean, there's a lot of things that Kyle could have did better in regards because that dude did try. I will say in some parts of this thing, you know, throughout the time him being there, he did try. Did he do some sneaky stuff? Yes, but he also called people out on stuff that they were in denial about and they didn't want to hear it, especially Summer. So, you know, I mean... Mm, and I just think that I hate the fact that they didn't let the whole Lola and Theo thing materialize because they had so much in common and they would have done a great job of showing those entitled brats, meaning Kyle and Summer, what it's like to actually have to work for what you have and come up and I mean listen you should never apologize for wealth because there's a certain thing that comes with generational wealth but the thing is is how you carry yourself when you got it (laughs) you know what I mean 
and right. and they didn't do yeah. well with that. You know, nobody should apologize for being rich or, you know, if they were born into a family that, you know, has generational wealth. The thing is, is when you're in that situation, how do you, you know, deal with it and how you treat other people in the process of it? And, you know, they had an entitled yeah. view of, of it, you know, which was different than Lola and Theo, who had to, you know, basically work to get where they are, you know, and I, I wish they had explored that, but you know, well, that's not going to happen. So. Nope. So then how about we go into, you see what Sally did to Theo? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I I think it's just, it's Sally trying to earn some trust points with um, Jack and maybe hoping that because she took that information to Jack that he'll put in a good word for her at JCV to get her over there into a higher position than what she's yeah. doing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you know, I'm 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 interested in that storyline. I really want to see what happens next, especially with her plans in regards to summer. You know, yeah. that gives us a break off of some of the other stuff. You know, I'm curious about this court case with, with Theo. And then, like you said, she mm-hmm. threw Theo under the bus with Jack. You know, to throw him out like, hey, yep. he's trying to do this and he's trying to do that. I don't even think. Did you think that got any brownie points with her? I don't think so. With Jack. I think it did. I think did, it did he sure. give any intention that he, like, oh, wow, okay, thank you. I'm going to reward you. I mean, not, okay. at, not in that moment, but I think later on. I think it'll come back okay. up later on. Okay. Well, we'll definitely see. You know, um, yeah. you know what what the situation is going to be with that. You know, I honestly. Oh, and then you know she's designing Abby's dress. Now I yeah, do yeah, like yeah. that part because if in fact she designs Abby a dress that's the dress of the century, that's going to make Lauren look good. Mm-hmm. And that she's hoping that mm-hmm. Lauren is going to reconsider. Like, dang, this girl is a good designer. And I don't think she'll reconsider putting her in charge, but I think she'll make her lead designer um, or something. Put her over there as a yeah, as a designer, which to me that that should how be. She, I think that's how it should work. Yeah, leave summer, leave summer the president, and make Sally your lead designer. That still has that still holds a lot of power. Yeah, and I mean Sally, hey, if you want to do your own thing, you open up your own line. I mean, you tried to do that over in L.A. and see how that went, but um. Mm-hmm. I, the, the only reason that I agree that Summer should have that is because it's her baby she created it I said the same thing about Phyllis and the Grand Phoenix it's her baby yeah. that's why I'm on that but if she, yeah. this was just something that they came up with an idea and they say oh yeah we want you to be the president of this particular clothing line I'd be like she, she has no she Honestly, outside of her design, uh, coming up with the idea, I don't see her into fashion designing. I could see her into maybe cosmetics or brand mark the, the the vice president of marketing because they're very good at that. Her and Kyle, but 
I mean, I just never have seen her in the position of running a fashion house. I just, <laughs> not with, you know, when you're mm-hmm. trying to do things like with Steffi, Steffi runs a fashion house. You know, I mean, granted, they have her brother Thomas, her father is the designer, you know, stuff like that. But Summer comes from a family of, I don't, what did Summer do before going over to Jabot? What what does she do? I think she's always exactly. been in marketing. She's always been in marketing. So I could see her running up the marketing division. You know, she's a PR person. She goes and talks to folks and get folks aware of what's out there, you know. But um yeah, yeah only reason that it's her because she came up with the concept and the idea I can see her running this because it's hey she, it's her baby just like phyllis and her hotel um but mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting if i don't know what you think about this if that's going to be some infighting if <laughs> summer is sally's boss yeah it is and it's the and i think maybe initially whatever um scheme sally has is going to Mm-hmm. work for her but she's going to do it to where something is going to come back to bite her Ooh, Sally? like she's going to do something uh-huh. yeah she's going to she's going to do something that turns out to be like some type of lie or she's going to be the cause of something but she's going to hide it and then it's going to I think what's going to happen is it's going to help her mm-hmm. initially to to maybe push Summer out of the way or to make Summer look bad but down the line they're going to find out about it and it's going to either ruin her chance of um, being in charge of JCV or being the, the lead designer and she's going to have to find something else to do because they're going to kick her out of that company so I, if if they're going to if she's going to try to challenge Summer I just want it to be on the up and up and I don't want it to be something that's going to come back and bite her later on that's going to get her kicked out of the right. company oh, you know, yeah. does that yeah, make yeah, sense yeah. You know, yeah. because I want her to stay there because I feel like it'll be right. It'll be entertaining right. to watch. Um. So, or I, I guess maybe if it does happen that way, maybe she'll end up over on Chelsea and um on on Chelsea's side of the fence, helping Chelsea yeah, start her. That's true. Line. That is true. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm looking forward to that as well. So we were just talking about Abby and her wedding. We have Justin Gaston on uh, replacing um, the other chance. And I forgot his name, but yeah, but um, there were a lot of folks that didn't realize that they were married because they was like, Oh my God, how is she kissing? How is she kissing him? Yes. I saw so many, I saw so many posts about that. And it's like, Hey, Come on, guys. Use a little comments. Uh, guys, for those that same. do not know, Justin Gaston is uh, her real Melissa Ordway and Justin Gaston are married. They've been married probably for about three, four years now, and they have two beautiful daughters together. So mm-hmm. I just want to put it out there. If everybody's wondering, oh, my God, how are they locking lips and swapping spit <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic? That is her husband. 
They live together. Right. They raising children together in the same household. That's how. So, <laughs> just a li- I think I saw like maybe two, maybe two or three posts in a couple of different groups, and it would be a post or uh, comments would be like fifty comments long, and every single person on the comment is saying, "That's her husband." That's her husband. That's her husband. And it's like, okay, after the first few comments, I'm sure whoever posted the question gets it. Well, you know what what happens is sometimes with Facebook is that when you come across the post, it doesn't show you right away all of the comments. And so a lot of, um, you know, all of the threads, you know, you have to actually click it open. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times people just respond to that initial post like, oh, my God, yes, how is she kissing him, blah, 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 blah. And now you got 50 of the same comments about this. And then, oh, yeah. And let me read through the comments first. Maybe I'll get my answer. (laughs) You know. Right. But at least on this podcast, guys, yes, that is her husband. I'm surprised because in most of the platforms, especially in the YNR B&B long haul diehard fans group, we post everyday pictures of their spouses. We post everyday pictures mm-hmm. of their kids. So it's been out there. I guess some people just haven't been paying attention. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm liking the fact that they're going to do that, especially because Chance and Abby is getting married. So you're going to want realistic scenes. How would it look if... um you know, you standing six feet apart, you can't kiss your significant other. I mean, and then the thing is the chance that they actually had, he's blonde. Her husband is dark haired. So you couldn't pull like what you're doing on the ball and the beautiful. You know, at least like, um, fan and his wife and Steffi, um, I should say, I forgot his name, the guy that plays fan and his wife, and uh, Jacqueline mm-hmm. and her husband, Elon, I think it's Elan, they mm-hmm. look like each other. So you could play that off of each yeah. other with the two couples. You can't do that over here with Melissa Orway and her husband, Justin. So I thought it was kind of, and plus he's an actor anyway. So he he knows exactly how to play the part. You know what I mean? It's not like he's some, you know, a guy who's never been in acting. Yeah, so I think he's mm-hmm. doing a good job, though. So, I'm looking forward to that because, um, you know, I want to see how that all plays out. And especially him being romantic to Abby, it's like you can tell that's how they are in their own marriage. You know what I mean? So it's it's organic when they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's perfect for when they do do the whole wedding scene. Yeah, because, you know, I, there were some people even asking questions last week. How is Elena and Devon kissing? And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Nobody, Nobody should be, be asking, asking that, that right now. But they were, <laughs> there were people in the group that I don't understand in the middle of COVID how they got Devon and Elena kissing. And people was like, they are a couple in real life. They live together. <laughs> like oh my god people listen i know everybody is panicked (laughs) over the pandemic look we are all concerned but do your research ask the right questions are they maybe say hey are they a real life couple because they i see them kissing on the show yes they are Mm -hmm. so 
Yep, you can jump on the jump on the internet and Google their names for two seconds and yeah. you'll see it. Yeah, yep, yep. And it's the same. That's why I wish if they're going to do anybody, they is to put Sharon and and Mark together, please, please. <laughs> Yeah. I want to see them again <laughs> and they are so cute off camera. You he I would tell you Mark Grossman is definitely a great actor because he's nothing like Adam. Nothing. He is so funny. Mm-hmm. He's a jokester. He's really sweet. He's a cool guy. So um anywho. Uh okay, so the only other thing unless you had did you have anything else on the, the wedding for Abby and no okay and then the only other thing is no. this whole thing with Devon and Nate and their conversation when Lily brought the two of them together Lily was bold yeah, for that she could have got she could have got her head bit off by Devon like no you didn't bring this boy up in here mm-hmm. that's what I thought was going to happen but you know they I, how did you think of their interaction um, I was I was happy with it. I was glad that it didn't turn into a because we all know how Devon can he can get uh, he can, mm-hmm. he can get kind of vicious, um, and he didn't do that. I I felt like it was it was cordial, and I feel like they at least um, I mean you, you know they they haven't completely gotten back to their relationship, but. I felt like it was a step in yeah, that direction yeah. for both of them. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. So it, uh, Lily's plan worked. actually yeah. worked I'm out. glad that they were able to at least be cordial to each other and, and be in the same space with Me each too. other. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then what... Oh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think you were already going... You were going that direction. No, I was going to also... Um, go in the whole thing with uh, Amanda and Elena that was an interesting mm-hmm. conversation yeah I I am also happy that they're not dragging out some kind of or didn't turn it into a big um, a big thing where Amanda hates uh-huh. Elena and tries to make her feel like crap every time she sees her she actually is doing the opposite which, and it makes sense because um, in Amanda's, the conversation she had with her, she's basically saying me and Nate never really connected right. anyway. But let me ask you this, though. And that, what do you think about what she mm-hmm. said when she told um, Elena that, oh, don't worry about Devon. Oh, he's going to be just fine. And I'm thinking like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even though right now I don't think she's faced the fact that she's going in that Devon direction, but in some parts mm-hmm. of hers, it's like, oh yeah, she's gonna be he gonna be just fine, as if she's going to be a mm-hmm. part of his life. I could be wrong. What do you think about that whole statement? Or did it even ring um, anything think, to you? I think she was saying it because of she knows you know her and Devon are starting to hang out more and are like I don't think they're officially dating but they have gone out on uh-huh. a date um, but it does make me wonder if she would be that cordial to Elena if that wasn't happening so like I feel like maybe she's doing that 
pushing her towards uh-huh. Nate because she knows that her and Devon are getting closer and maybe she's doing it so she doesn't feel I don't know if it maybe she feels guilty mm-hmm. um, and that will help her to not feel guilty about pursuing something with Devon um, but I wonder if once Elena finds out that Devon and Amanda are dating if her feeling towards Amanda will be the same or if she's going to feel like you're only being this nice to me because you wanted to start right. dating Devon so that has def- that definitely crossed my mind um, watching that scene gotcha <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I wonder how different how different their feelings towards each other would be if if she if her and Devon weren't you know possibly going to be an item. Which I guess even in the beginning when she first found out, she was still cordial to mm-hmm. Elena. You know, she didn't she didn't go off on her. Yeah. She and she in the very before before a thought of her and Devon, you know, going on a date even crossed her mind. She told Elena, like, you need to basically you need to um stop lying to yourself about Nate. Like you have feelings for him. And she wasn't you know, she didn't go off on her about her her and Nate sleeping mm-hmm. together. So uh, maybe she is genuine and, you know, wanting to still be friends with Elena. Yeah. I mean, so I'm I'm curious about that storyline too to see where they're gonna go with that because um you know, originally, you know, we know what it was like in the beginning with them and the hostility and then they because of everything that happened with Ripley, they toned it down and then they found out that Amanda wasn't behind everything. And now they're at this place mm-hmm. with how they deal with each other, both Devon and Elena, and now they're two, you know, of course broken up and now Amanda's like trying to console her and at the same time trying to see, you know, where her friendship is with Devon. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm looking to see what what's going to happen next with this. And I mean, that's my, my top storylines right now is that one, the one with Sally and Mm -hmm. then seeing where this court case is going to go. I need a break from all the Adam bashing. So (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. There was, and I think that was pretty much it. Even though it was only three days, we got a lot out of that, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what you got? What about the, the one one more storyline? Um, oh, girl, they... girl. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about it a little bit offline. Um, yeah. Yeah, but just the. Just the the hypocrisy of Nick going off on Phyllis about not telling him, and then he turns around and doesn't exactly that doesn't say anything to Sharon about exactly. it. Exactly, and Phyllis, I just think her going up to Sharon, talking about, yeah, you know, that's something else about your daughter, and I forgot exactly what she said, and 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 um, Sharon had no idea until she realized, and mm-hmm. and then Phyllis was like, oh, you didn't know. <laughs> Well, she didn't. Phyllis didn't even know. She didn't she know. She still doesn't know she, that. Right, you know, and so yeah, because Sharon played it off. Oh yeah, that whole thing is a mess, and the catalyst in all of this that's been running circles around the adults is Faith, because she tried yeah. to play Phyllis. 
She tried to play her father. Then she get mad at her mm-hmm. father for opening up to his her mother. I mean, it's like when y'all gonna rein that girl in and said, "No, you don't get to tell us what to do." You know, you was wrong. Yeah. You know you shouldn't have been drinking. You're underage. You don't get to tell us how to move around with what we do in regard to you. We're the parents. Yep. Yeah, and what I what I did like about what Sharon uh-huh. did was she she told Faith like, uh, no, you're still getting your punishment for me. Yeah. Like even though they, you know, even though they, you know, hugged her and tried to let her know we're we're here for you and you know all that other kind of stuff, she was still like, you're getting you're still getting a punishment for me. Yeah, because she regardless of what you work out with. Yeah, because she said. Mom, I've already dad and already told me and did this and that and the other and you know I I, I know I I did the wrong thing and that should be enough. Excuse me. No, no, no. You don't get right. to decide that. You're a child here. Yep. And and here's the two the two areas where I feel like the adult in this situation uh-huh. messed up was if Phyllis wasn't going to say anything to Nick, she should she should never have went back to Faith and brought it up again. Uh-huh. She should have just, if you're not going to tell her parents, then you need to stop talking about it with her. Um, and then where Nick messed up was if he wasn't going to tell Sharon, he should have told Phyllis, I haven't said anything to Sharon yet. And I know he probably wasn't, you know, thinking that those two would ever be in a situation where um, Phyllis would mention something to her about it, but at the same time, you never know. So if that's some, that's a huge thing to keep from her mother, and if you're not going to tell her, and you know somebody else knows about it, then you need to say, "I'm not. I haven't told her yet, or I don't plan on telling her, or whatever your plan is for it." So that situation doesn't happen. And I don't know if he didn't say that to Phyllis because he knew he was being a hypocrite or if he just didn't think that it would even come up between the two of them. Well, and I like the fact that because, you know, they always, especially Faith, you know, why did you have to tell her when she's going through some things? And I'm I'm liking that Sharon said, look, stop trying to call me. You know, I'm not falling yeah. apart. I'm fine. And when is that? Yeah. And listen, that her decision making is still her decision making. She's not going to fall apart because, oh my God, you know, she got over. She's getting over. She's in the the home stretch of beating cancer. It's not like, oh my God, you know, the world is crashing down and things like that. Her decision making is her decision making. And to keep that from her makes the situation worse. It doesn't make it better. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. um, but I just think that Faith used that as a way to control her father because she knew that that would have been a soft spot for him saying, oh, you know, yep. I don't want to do nothing. She is going through something. I'm like, girl, that dude, that little girl played you. Yeah. You know, and she's still talking to Jordan because Jordan was on the phone with her again talking about next time. We'll just be careful. I'm like, she ain't learned nothing yet. Yeah. Nope. Did you have anything else on that one? Um, No, not that. Not that story. You you got another piece? The only, it's just something tiny, and we don't even have to have a huge discussion about it. I just wanted to mention uh, 
We see Kyle and Summer sneaking oh, out together. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see Jack yeah. tried to uh bring Summer over there to ignite something and they played it off and then he left her the room key. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool though. I, I liked did. that. I yeah, because you know what? Everybody snuck out after Thanksgiving to meet up with somebody and normally that's usually what happens. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Billy left to go meet up with Exactly. Him. But even in every day, I've seen situations where, you know, whether it's my girlfriends or maybe my sisters when they were single and they, you know, had a guy friend or boyfriend, everybody go get their eat on with the family and be like, OK, you know what? I'm going to holler at y'all later. I'm going to go meet up. <laughs> so that's something that I, I thought I said, you know what? That normally do happen. You know, you meet up with the family yep. and then you go and meet up with your little, you know, spend a little rest of Thanksgiving with your uh, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you know, so a hookup, yeah. situationship, entanglement, whatever, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, I thought that was cute. I really like that. Um, you think they're getting back together? Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, I think so, too. All righty. Okay, you ready for bold? Yeah. Okay, we only had one storyline this week. We didn't get a lot of Zoe at all. We got mm-hmm. nothing but Thomas the Hope Mannequin, Liam, Steffi, and Actual Hope. And then we had a little yeah. bit, a drop of through Sprinkle Finn in there because he was talking to folks. Yeah. So, what was your worst part of this whole thing this week? Let's start there. <laughs> i tell you what mine was. The worst part? Uh-huh. I feel like there were a couple, but so, okay, the one thing that probably annoyed me the most was how Liam would not shut okay. up talking about Thomas to Steffi, even though Steffi told him multiple times, can we not talk about this anymore? Mm-hmm. And he kept bringing it back up. And it's like, dude, this is this is his mm-hmm. sister. You are venting to the wrong person. Go find your brother to vent to. Go find mm-hmm. White. Or go vent to your dad. Like, stop going over to Steffi's house bashing her brother regardless of what he's done Steffi has already made it clear that she is willing to forgive her brother and she is willing to try to see the changes that he's making and you're not so to me in my opinion you're you're he's venting to the wrong person and she's tired of it and she's told him that mm-hmm. and he kept doing it mm-hmm. so that was that was the one thing that annoyed me these last you know three days mm-hmm. that um we had this week the other thing that um, annoyed me the would probably be Thomas and how he kept just him him and his scenes with hope are just uncomfortable. Okay. And they're uncomfortable because he keeps going around in circles with the I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you're here for my that you're, you know, a mother to my son. Um, I'm so grateful for this. And he just keeps like pouring on all these compliments and all this graciousness on the hope and it's just sickening and it's it's so annoying to watch. And it's like Thomas, she doesn't want you. Like stop it. <laughs> Yeah, and he's battling himself in the process and them creepy little 
weird eyeballs that's in that cutout square. It's just like, God, that is oh, horrible. God, yeah. That part was bad. What I didn't like is the fact that they actually had Thomas kissing this mannequin when Liam walked in. I'm oh, like, Lord. no. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad enough when fans thought that they were actually going to have him sleep with this thing, but they never went through that part, right? But they mm-hmm. pushed the envelope with him actually putting his lips on this thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, jeez. Oh, my God. And I know they had to. Was it was cringy. cringy. Now, they did that for the purpose of gaslighting Liam, you know, mm-hmm. but and we'll get into that part right there because that leads into something else. And, oh God! But to answer the original question, my worst part was that. I mean, it was one thing, the creepy eyeballs in the box, but when they had that mm-hmm. dude kissing on that mannequin, I was like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. No, I wasn't feeling that. But I will respond to something that you just said. Liam don't know how to respect Steffi's boundaries. How many times does that girl have to no. say, stop talking about my brother? I don't want to hear it. I'm done with it. And you keep talking about him. I yeah. totally agree with you on that. Like you say, go talk to Wyatt. Go talk to yeah. somebody else who's interested. Brooke, Brooke, I love to hear it. Oh, yeah, you know, we definitely. ain't seen Brooke in a while, Brooke and Ridge, but Brooke would love to hear. Go find somebody who would entertain that. That's like you say, as as crazy as the things that Thomas has done, that is still her brother. That's her brother. Yeah. You know, and she don't want to hear that. And he keeps saying, I know that's your brother. Okay, so if you know that's your brother, her brother, stop. Stop. Right. Please stop. And it's like, dude, do you have a job? You've been running back and forth between Steffi, Finn, Hope, Thomas's house. Do you work? <laughs> right. It's 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 basically like his goal in life right now is to prove that Thomas He's is obsessed. Insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So we have Thomas who's obsessed with Hope still, and we have Liam who's obsessed with, with Thomas. Proving mm-hmm. that this is nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, going back to that scene where you saying, to me, somewhere along the line, you got your house dark. Y'all got you hope and and um, Douglas is up in there, and you mean to tell me she's not picking up on any suspicion of something going on with him? You seeing the dude stare out in space? You seeing him staring at you? He's saying cryptic messages mm-hmm. to you. There's no alarm bells going off at all. I know. I know that's the other annoying thing is like, hope you're not, stop being an idiot. And then when people ask her, do you see anything? Nope. Nope. I think he's getting better. He's doing fine. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's just, they've, they've just gone too far with this, this storyline of his obsession and her being dumb and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she has no, like, I mean, even if it wasn't on the tip of the creepiness of this all with her being obsessed with, I mean, with him being obsessed with her, just the fact that the dude Mm -hmm. been complaining about dizziness and headaches and he passed out. Wouldn't that tell you to go find somebody like, dude, you need to go to the doctor. 
because he told Hope that. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, I passed out. I yeah, but he's head. also an adult. You know, but I mean, she didn't even recommend it. She she was like, oh my God, are you okay? She could have been like, something ain't right. If you got a headache, you've been having headaches for the last several weeks. You may want to go see what that's about, Thomas. I mean, at least do it for your son if you want to stick around. You remember what happened to Caroline? You know what I mean? So, mm. I don't know. I, I th- that part of it to me is Thomas is an adult. He he should he shouldn't need somebody to tell him to go to the doctor in order for him to go to the doctor, right? But I to get that checked. Yeah, out. but I was just saying that in regards to the fact of the picking up on signs. She's not picking up not only on the creepiness, mm-hmm. but she's not picking up that something else is going on with him medically. So it's like, oh yeah, he's fine. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see no problem. Well. <laughs> If she ain't smart enough to pick up on the, the creepiness with the history, then she's damn sure ain't gonna be smart enough to pick up on some kind of medical issue. Yeah, so uh yeah, they just got her so oblivious to nothing. And yeah. even Steffi, you know, she's like, No, he's fine, I don't see nothing not at all. He's good. It's almost yeah. like Liam is like, Okay, am I the only one that's been in the Twilight Zone? Yeah. he is basically yeah so I thought that was um, pretty interesting let's see what else we got um it really wasn't uh, no I mean oh okay so the other part it leads into when we saw Liam bust the door open because he saw the phone uh his phone tracker or her phone tracker showing he was still at the house. He actually yeah. had the gall to believe that that was really Hope kissing him. It's like, you think that highly or that low of your wife that she would actually do that to you? Right. What do you think? And I, I, I was like, when, uh-huh. so when that happened, I wasn't sure, like in that moment, if he thought, if he, knew that it was a mannequin and that was why he just backed out of the room and didn't uh-huh. say anything because he was thinking to himself like oh this this man has really lost his mind he's kissing the mannequin so I didn't realize it until he made it to Steffi's house and was doing all that huffing and puffing and um, you know uh-huh. freaking out that he thought that that was actually uh-huh. Hope that he was kissing and I agree like do you you honestly think that Hope would have been in there kissing Thomas and the other thing why didn't you confront <laughs> him like man get your hands off my wife or something and then you would have said oh that's that mannequin you know what I mean yeah yeah just like he busted in his apartment when he first saw the mannequin right he didn't have any problem busting in the door and you know barging your way in to confront him about whatever whatever else it was you were thinking and then you saw the mannequin and you questioned him about that but you think that you saw Hope kissing him and you're just going to walk away and not say anything and then the other and they go straight exactly to that's what I was just going to say and I say instead of making a beeline home or well first of all not confronting to figure out who what was actually going on second of all you don't go home or you call Brooke like Man, her call her mama. Look, your daughter was over there kissing blah blah blah. Yada yada, you know. No, you go to Steffi's house right. for what? Well, yeah, because that's what that's, he did. And, that's and that validates everything that Thomas says. The moment you get mad yeah. at Hope, you run your butt over to Steffi's. 
Yep. Yep. No reason at all for him to go Mm-mm. up there. Not at all. And then we drag Finn into this whole thing. Finn shows up at Thomas' house, too. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad he was trying to help him. But it's just like, man, can somebody, first of all, you a doctor. Here we go. You a doctor. Mm-hmm. You should have <laughs> Why you say it like that, girl? You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead. What are you going to say? I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I, it's, I'm looking forward to Monday to see what's going to happen with this whole thing. Um, because I don't know if you guys have seen Soap Opera Digest cover and some of the other soap um, publications that's out on the newsstands or at the <laughs> at the grocery store registers that mm-hmm. um, Liam and, and Steffi are supposed to sleep together again. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <sighs> so let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. So and we talked about it a little earlier this week. Mm-hmm. So if they end up going that direction of putting of of having Steffi and Liam sleep together mm-hmm. again. Um, so my thought is she so hope hope is not going to forgive him. Mm-mm. She's going to be pissed off about it. They're going to end up breaking mm-hmm. up. And what I want to happen is I want Steffi to tell Liam because I think I think. If that happens, Liam is going to automatically, again, run to Steffi and probably going to vent to her about, you know, hope not forgiving him, whatever. And what I hope happens is I hope Steffi tells him, you know, I'm, you know, what we did was a mistake. I'm sorry that it ruins your marriage, but me and Finn are working things out. So you got to go. <laughs> yeah. Let him be by himself go. for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... You're not going to stay here this time because usually when they break up, what happens is he moves into Steffi's house and like stays in the guest room or whatever. And I want her to be like, you can't, you can't stay here this time. You're going to have to go to your dad or Wyatt's or somebody's house, but you, you can't stay here with us. Girl, I am so hoping that that is so false, that they maybe are trying to get the fans hyped up. I don't know. I just don't want to revisit this triangle again. We dealt with it for 12 years since 2008. That would be, yeah, that outcome would be the only the only way that I would be okay with this happening yeah. is because I want finally for Steffi to tell Liam, um, no, we're not we're not gonna fall back into that that pattern again. We we did sleep together, but it was a mistake and I wanna work things out with Finn. So it's not happening this time. I mean that would be the only reason why I would be okay with them um sleeping together. Because it's not gonna cause a triangle. It's going to cause Liam to be alone. I hope that goes that route. You know, um, me too. You know, the thing is, is that I just, I mean, the fans have been, especially the Steffi fans, have been screaming to have her with somebody new. The Hope fans want Steffi away from Liam. You know, mm-hmm. why go back there, writers? I mean, why? 
why, why, mm-hmm. why must you do that? And then you work so hard to bring this this guy that plays fan on who's doing a great job at being a boyfriend to Steffi and they proclaim love to each other already. And then you gonna have yeah. her sleep with Liam? Come on. That's why that's why I don't think that they're gonna Oh, I hope not. If it happens, that's why I don't think they'll go back to you know, the outcomes that they've had before I think it'll be I think it'll be different I this hope time so because Finn is in the picture and I think um I th- it would just be oh it would be so like karmic satisfying <laughs> yes it would be so satisfying to see Liam on the outside looking in and seeing Steffi move on with somebody else. Do you think they would move do you think they move hope over to Thomas and especially if they find out he got some brain situation going on she'll feel sorry for him feel sorry for um, uh, uh, Douglas being that you know his father's in this situation that'll bring them closer but then that'll also validate everything Thomas has said about Liam to Mm -hmm. her you know, so I mean, I hope it go that way. I hope it does that. You know, Finn says, you know what? Hey, I know you're in a vulnerable position. Blah blah blah. We can work this out. I'll give you a chance, and they stay together. Hope ends up going a different direction, and then Liam is that, like yeah. you say, out with nobody. Yep, that would be wonderful. And then that's the other thing. He won't be in the same house with his kids. He would have to just be a do- a dad to come and spend have a visitation with both yep. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be the best outcome of this whole situation if they do go down that road. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't get any Shauna and Quinn early this week on Monday, did we? We didn't no. get none. Oh, we only had this storyline. Okay. Mm-mm, I think we saw like a little bit of Paris and Zenday, Hank, you know, yeah, talking. But, but that's all. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get a lot out of that. Nope. So, well, I guess if you want, we can wrap it up because I don't, we don't have anything else that I can think of from Bold because we covered everything, I think, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I figured it wasn't going to be a two-hour show like we normally have because of the short week. We did spend a lot of time on The Young and the Restless, but because uh, Bold only had that one storyline for the last three days, you know, that was it. So I don't have any spoilers for next week. I usually, I'll probably see Monday's episode will probably come out later today. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I usually have some nuggets that I like to throw out there. Only thing I can think of that is coming up is Abby's wedding. So that's about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll definitely see what happened with that. So um, what's your flip? We're going to do the flip the script segment, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, flip the script is mm-hmm. we take, um, you know, of course, a storyline that we wish could be different and we'll switch it and flip it. And you know, hope it will go a different way. So, what's yours for this week? Yes. So, my why in our flip the script would be um, when we talked about it a little bit with uh, Sharon and Victor, them um, doing that paperwork to get Adam put in that mental facility. I wish that Sharon, instead of going along with Victor, would have 
told Victor, keep me out of this. You got to find somebody else to sign off on that because I don't want to be involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish she would have turned Victor away. Yep. Um, and then I flipped the script for Bold and Beautiful. I, instead of when Liam um, shows up at Thomas's house and being that scene where Thomas is kissing that mannequin, I wish what would have been happening was I hope and Douglas were, would have still been there. It wouldn't have been some creepy, dark, dingy apartment right. scene. It would have just been them all sitting around talking and I don't know, having a good time playing like playing a game or something like that because we all know that Liam was hoping to bust in on Thomas. I don't know, maybe manipulating hope in some way or you know, doing something sneaky or crazy. And I, I wish that he just would have busted in on a normal scene of them hanging out and talking and, you know, nothing creepy or suspicious was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think. So, with the Young and the Restless, you know, I agree with you on that one. I <laughs> Sharon should have sent his butt packing. Mm-hmm. I don't want nothing to do with this. That would have been the obvious thing to do. I can't believe she didn't do that. Yeah, why would you, especially with Victor, you don't know where he's coming from. Yeah. He's always got a, a, an end game or an aim. So I wouldn't even want to be a part of that, whether it was legit or not. So I agree yep. with you on that one. Um, on on Bold, um, that was a great idea, what you said, because he would have been looking real stupid. Mm-hmm. But my flip the script would have been um, where, first of all, Steffi tell him, stop walking up in my house anytime like you feel like it. You need to knock first. Um, yes. I'm getting tired of him walking up to people's houses. One day you're going to get walk up to somebody's house, you're going to get knocked upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to walk in on the scene of Steffi and Finn. Exactly. You know, exactly. You're going to walk in and get your feelings hurt because you mm. saw something. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I would I would have wanted her to say, you know what? If you cannot respect me and and stop talking about my brother to me, I don't want. I, only thing we're gonna talk about is my daughter. If you talk about anything yeah. else, I'm putting you out. I, I can't. Yeah. You can't come up in here and continue to talk about my brother. Right. Seriously, you know, go talk to somebody, and whether you think I believe it or not, and then you know, and I forgot the this little piece before we go. Mm-hmm. Liam's demeanor, walking back and forth when he come back to Steffi house, and he's like, "Oh, I mean, he was seriously spazzing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is ridiculous. That I mean, Scott Clifton really. Play- I was like, <laughs> "Gosh, dude!" I mean, he was spazzing. I can't- my wife was in, and she was kissing him. I'm like, oh God, dude, stop. <laughs> but I will say Scott Clifton made that hilarious. I mean, even though it was he did. Liam was being absolutely ridiculous, Scott Clifton definitely played that out. Um Yeah. But yeah, I would say if if I had to flip the script, you know what, you need to respect me and respect my request. Do not talk about my brother in front of me. I don't care how much you hate him. Yes, he's been through a lot and we don't agree. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Stop talking about him. So I kind of wanted her to yeah. stand her bound, stand her ground when it comes to that. So, but of course yeah, she keeps letting him do and say whatever. So 
and lock the door, take the picture off the wall. That's the other thing. I don't. Jesus Christ, I know. You would a whole I'm so tired of that dang that picture. You love. Take that darn picture now. Supposedly yeah. that you love. So, all right. So that is our show for um, the Young and the Restless of the week of. Is that the twenty third? Was Monday or the twenty fourth? I think the twenty. What's today? Today the twenty seventh. So yeah, the twenty third. Because it's okay. yeah, twenty third, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So the for the week, short week of um, the twenty third through the twenty fifth. I hope you enjoy our show because we definitely enjoy sharing this content with you. Um, I appreciate all of our listeners across the globe. You know, we're glad that you're finding entertainment here in the states and abroad. Um. For those that celebrated Thanksgiving, I'm glad. Hopefully, you had a great one. Um, I know this is the first mm-hmm. shopping holiday, and I think Keisha, you're doing some shopping today, right? I am. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. What you say? You tired? No, I said I'm excited. Oh, you're excited. Oh, okay. Shopping is my thing. Well, let me know if you get some good deals, or if you find some, shoot me a message. Um, I will. Yeah, but you guys be safe out there. You know, I know it's a lot of traveling going on and, um, you know, we can't tell folks what to do. You know, we suggest, you know, to be safe. Mask up if, you know, mm, I'll just say mask up. Um, yeah. And uh, because this thing here in the United States, I don't know about where you guys are, is out of control here. So be careful, be safe, be happy. And stay blessed. And until next week, we will see you then. All right. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.